Hey everyone. Today I sit down with Eduardo Fonegra. Eduardo is the VP of Marketing and Communications at Bondex, which is essentially like a LinkedIn for Web3 world, um, and the co-founder of StormX Capital. Eduardo has worked in various spaces such as AI, real estate, and crowdfunding, um, and of course blockchain and crypto over the past four years. We discuss the current crypto climate, including the breaking news as of the recording of this on FTX, and the lessons to be learned. Plus, we delve a little bit into Web3 culture, values, and the mindset that the technology inherently creates in us, and what that can mean for mental health. We also give our own takes on blockchain philosophy, and a few tips and tricks on how to stay safe out there in these uncertain economic times. The reason we wanted to talk to Eduardo here at Oya is for those who are unfamiliar with the blockchain, crypto, NFT world. While this isn't a crash course in those things, uh, maybe the people can get a sense for how the ecosystem works and the underlying thinking and feelings and values that are pushed into the ecosystem and what makes it different from the standard financial system and what makes it the same. I'll give you a clue. It's humans. All right. Welcome to Oya's podcast. I am sitting down today with Eduardo Fonegra. Did I say that correctly with the accent? Yes, sir. You said that. You said that very well. Impressed, actually. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Eddie, I want uh, you know you're new here, obviously, on the podcast, your first time, and so I kind of want you to just tell people about yourself, what you do, what you're up to. You're in the Web three space. Give us more details. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So, hey, everybody. My name is Eduardo Fenegra, uh, VP of Marketing at Bondex and also the co-founder of Stormworks Capital. Um, I've been in the space for about four years now. It all started from working in the real estate, and then the person I founded the company at the time um, was a pretty big Web3 blockchain kind of person. And then when he brought the whole idea to me, I was like, what the hell does that even mean? And this person, like, again, I mean, it's funny because this person like goes to like he was a Princeton uh, student and, you know, like very, very smart guy. So he had to use like the very big words of like what blockchain meant to me, which I was like, dude, is there any way that he could simplify the terms of what you're saying to me? Because it doesn't make any sense. He's like, sorry about that. It's basically a digital ledger. Just think about that. Right. Or like or, or like a digital receipt. Just think about that. The most like easiest terms that you can remember into a blockchain. I was like, OK, that makes sense. Right. And then. After that, right, as soon as like he brought up the whole, you know, feel of like what blockchain technology is, I started to do further due diligence on everything in terms of the space. And yeah, I've became a pretty big lover into it. I saw what everything they could have done, you know, into our current uh, financial systems, right? And even with like employment, right? What like NFTs can do for employment or anything like that, right? Like you as like the power of your own, Right. And not having to go through different types of systems like um, uh, basically more of like a centralized way where people are looking right more. It's more of a decentralized way where people are not looking. You have all the privacy that you have, which I was fully sold into it. And here I am now, four years strong into the space or wait, 2017, four years ago. Right. I don't know if I'm like butchering the number. I feel like it's been like longer than that. Five. Probably five years now. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, no, it's. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, even though there has been a craze over the past week, which will definitely th- take a little deeper dive into the conversation, um, but still here and 
big, big believer in the Web3 space. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to the future. So for all those people, because you're talking about like the underlying technology of the blockchain itself, and then all of these things, NFTs, crypto are tools on the blockchain. Um, so we like you and I are the same. We both really appreciate and understand the the greatness that will be this technology. But for a lot of people, they come into the space, there's a lot of volatility. There's a lot of unsureness. There's a lot of cowboy Wild West stuff, as we always say in the space. Um, what do you say to people who are freaked out uh, by by that aspect of it? That's such a good question because like not when it comes to like non web three people, right? They kind of understand in terms of like where things will start heading into the near future. But like for the people that are completely new in the space, right? And they're seeing all the news because it's all over the place, right? CNBC is talking about it. Yahoo Finance is talking about it. Bloomberg is talking about it. So everyone, no matter what, whatever the media says, they're going to have a uh, a terrible negative reaction to this and not really think long-term of like what this space truly is, right? So what I would say, because a lot of people tell me, because when you know when you work in the web3 space obviously you're going to have people like eddie how long are you going to be in the space for right like how long will this really last and it's such a funny question because every time when i ask or when they ask me that question i'm like hey i'm in it for the future because again i always look back towards the internet days where people had a pretty big craze in the internet days and look at us now we're currently are using the internet day by day i use it 24 7. we're on social media 24 7 right so that completely changed the entire system, right? The way how we work, the way how we look into things and everything, which is like really interesting. And so when I tell people about it, right, I refer them into that, like look at the internet days, because again, it took forever to really like get everything, you know, on track to be where it is today, right? And that's how web three it's gonna be. You know, this space was like founded, technically Bitcoin first invented back in or 2009 right which is insane to think about it it's not too long ago that bitcoin was first become a thing and then you have all these big companies that are coming out of nowhere right time to time right like ftx for example celsius network for example coinbase right all these big companies over time right and the unfortunate side is like yeah nothing is not going to be perfect in the beginning there's going to be some crazy hits along the way and with ftx being a pretty big hit this week right that's pretty freaking right. insane but again though right i am not total freaked out over it because hey the founder is a complete nut job and that's all him he holds highly accountable to everything that he has done in the company which you know we get it but there's going to be products out there that are going to be fully sustained right and people are just going to keep on understanding on how these types of technology really works and go in from there right so i'm in it for the long term and that's exactly what I tell the people, right? Basically, short-term answer, look at the internet days, and it's just going to take a little bit of time to really resolve to be where it's at today. Right. Yeah, it has to reach a stage of maturity. Exactly like you said, the internet days, there were just lots of different companies and crazy stuff happening, coming and going, bur bubbles bursting. But the underlying technology is what is the future of, of the internet and of the digital digital world. And the fact that digital world is taking over the physical or overlaying on top of the physical world in so many ways doesn't change. It's 100%. not going to change. So, you know, any if this world is getting built up more and more with companies building stuff like the metaverse or, you know, these network states, 
or these kind of things, you need a currency to play in between that. It started with stuff like video games, World of Warcraft, or yeah. you know, now Fortnite, or whatever. And you need a currency to 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 you know fit into that uh, environment, and you need other mechanisms, just like you have financial mechanisms in the real world, to fit into that. I think the part I like about it is the, the NFT just as an acronym symbolizes what blockchain is bringing to the digital world, which is mm-hmm. non-fungible token. Um, so can you talk about the importance of something that's non-fungible? Ooh, there's a lot of things. I, I love to bring up this one because like, I think a lot of people just don't understand because again, right. When it comes to like traditional people that don't know, they have no idea what web theory is, but they're getting themselves into it. And then when they do like due diligence on what an NFT is, they only think it's just like an art piece, right? Like, oh, it's just an, you know, somebody posts like an art on OpenSea and then you can invest in that and then get some type of utility and that's it. And I'm like, dude, you got to keep on doing further research on what the stuff really is because a non-fungible can mean a lot of things, right? And one thing that I've learned recently, so, you know, I'm going to answer this part and then I will circle back on a quote on what Ivan Soto from uh, MoonPay has said recently in a, in a recent interview that I was so sold into, which is a tr- which is a fact. So first of all, you know what a non t- uh, what a, like an NFT really is, or what can it really do? It can provide so many things, right? Whether it's for employment, whether it's whether it's for uh, medical, right? If you have like patient records, right, you can have that stored into an NFT, or if it's a uh, or for crying out loud, even if it's for real estate, right? You can have like there. There's companies out there that are applying NFT or integrating NFTs into like properties where you can actually own that property, not into like a physical, but actually own that in a physical form, right? In real life, which is it just provides so much like benefits into that part. And one thing that I wanted to say really quick on what Ivan Soto has mentioned because I think people like. I, you know, I'm sure people have heard this in recent interviews, right? Like, oh, like non, non-fungible tokens can provide or non-fungible can provide so many other things, right? Besides an art. But one thing that I do want to clarify, and maybe you can agree on uh, agree to me on this part, but, you know, NFTs are still slowly structuring, right? Like it is still a very new technology out in the, you know, out in the interwebs that say that. And it's crazy because, you know, t- t- like this thing started back in 2017 as like, an actual format. I know this thing has been going on since for a really long time, like digital collectibles, right? But like not into like an NFT format, right? But like back in 2017, that's when things started to really pick up into a more serious note. And what I liked on what Ivan Soto said was that he looks at it as an MP3, right? An MP3 had so many, you know, it was like the first thing in the music world, right? We had a product that we can listen to music. We put music into Orla. Uh, songs into the mp3 right it's not perfect and then over time we have iphones where you can literally download spotify have a subscription and next thing you know like you can listen to music uh whenever when you want whenever you want right and that's how we look at it was an nft right because like the nft is not perfect and unfortunately there has been a ton of scams right that's the number one that people are always like oh you know nfts can provide so many things but there has been a lot of fraudulent with these things for the past like year and a half now i get it but again it's still so new that slowly it's going to be evolving to where it's going to be in the next i don't know five to seven years or maybe a decade realistically a decade 
to get yeah. things to be up to speed. One of the, yeah, totally agree. One of the questions I always ask people when they talk about the scams in mm -hmm. the NFT world, I go, as compared to what? Like, you don't get scammed in the real world? <laughs> like, people don't sell shoddy items or, you know, overprice you on stuff or, you know, rip you off in, in like, their physical real world? Like, that doesn't I mean, I could say, I could say for personal experience, when I purchase yeah. uh, uh, a, 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 complete fake mp3 player where they sold me like well i mean i wouldn't say they sold me i was a freaking kid but they sold my dad right i'm like oh this has everything that you could think of right we purchased that next thing you know we try to put the songs into the mp3 and then the mp3 does not work at all it's just like this cheap piece of junk that we purchase uh somewhere in a not so well area but you know what i mean so yeah 100 percent, right like yeah we've gotten scammed everyone has gotten scammed at least one time in their lifetime <laughs> yeah exactly and they and they know people have gotten scammed they've seen it there's people make like specials on television if you want to go to television about it mm -hmm. out about people getting cheated and watch out and you know <laughs> like so i don't understand why people think it would be any different in the digital space um and the fact that you have a blockchain ledger, that's why you need to be aware of what these things can do is that you can you have more transparency. Um, that's what blockchain provides. So eventually it's just, I think the space has bad actors, but the whole world has bad actors. And the space is just disorganized and immature at this period. And it will mature and become more organized and have you know, more, more through lines going through it that help to weed out and create higher trust in the space. I really so. like that you said that. I really like you said that because number one, that is a complete accurate statement of what you just said. And that should be like, man, you know, as a marketer myself, right? Like I love to pinpoint of what's highlighted the most important things that was mentioned in a call. So I'm like, okay, great. This is what's uh, quoted from this person, right? And then have that sent out. Not again, I don't think about the Web3 community. I think about everybody in the space because everybody now knows what an NFT is. Everybody knows what Web3 is. There's just people out there that just have no idea what it is, which it's completely understandable. I get it, right? Like there's so much that's happening in this space already where, you know, you might not understand on how the technology works. But again, like it's the it's it's a process right now that we're all experiencing, that we're all kind of moving along with this whole system as it gets better and better over time. Right. And so what I wanted to say on that part, um, is that you know it's it, it's super accurate and like people should understand that like nothing is perfect in the in the beginning and what's truly amazing about the space too i wanted to bring this up as well where again you have these things like a a, a ledger where you can look or excuse me where you have the blockchain where you can verify these type of things right i feel like even like in the physical right now it doesn't really have too much of a system like that i could be wrong maybe somebody can call me out which you know love to Love the Pentagon, <laughs> the Pentagon in the U.S. Yeah. lost forty something billion dollars, like unaccounted Insane. for, and it's like, well, don't you have track? Don't you track on that? Like certain things like this, it's just opaqueness uh, to mm -hmm. these certain processes that the blockchain cl clarifies, which is why a lot of people are in the traditional finance world are against it. They're like, yes. I got to show my work. Fuck that exactly you know? and i think that's what's funny in the traditional world where people are like questioning about you know it's not going to work it's not going to work for all these years right and look how far we have gotten in the space yes unfortunately you know before like people are saying like oh but you know a lot of craziness is happening over time right now especially this year i get it right we're in a crazy bear market we're also in a weird recession at the moment right but again if you look at a 2008 2008 was fucking insane like that was 
a crazy time for a lot of people, right? I mean, as you mentioned before, uh, recording the podcast, right? You had the Lehman Brothers that went completely under and you had what the housing market going crazy up in price, right? Just everything was just going mad, right? And even though we're in that stage now, kind of, but I know these type of things will resolve on its own really soon. And what's really exciting is now we have blockchain into this, right? Even though, again, it's not perfect right now and things will, it will work on its own. It, it, it's still evolving as we speak. And that's what's really exciting for the next decade. Like, let's see what things can truly happen, you know, once we're more prepared on the technology side of things, right? For the next recession, if that's going to come another decade, because it's basically what happened now from the last decade. Yeah. So one thing I want to, I want to pivot to now is one of the underlying, um, I guess, values of the Web3 community and also something that actually freaks some people out about it because when I talk about my Bitcoin, so I have my Bitcoin stored on a cold wallet. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they give you your keys to your coins, your 12-word phrase you have to remember. Yeah. And if you don't do it, and tons of people have forgotten that and lost their Bitcoin. Um, so scary. I did that crypto. once. I did that once. Always write yeah. it down. Always write down your... Uh, your uh, recovery phase. If you don't, then yep. you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, keep it in multiple spots too. Different you know, on paper, on physical world and paper, on the digital mm-hmm. world and your computer. You know, like you know. But it's it's a level of sovereignty and thus responsibility that you now have because if you're cutting out all these middlemen who you've just given over your data and your ability to do certain things for you instead yeah. of you doing it yourself, um, part of the thing that freaks people out is this sovereignty of Oh, I got to keep track of this now. I'm responsible for this. Oh, oh. And then others of us who are like sovereignty, finally, because we've been dealing with these corrupt institutions for so long um, that we, you know, and not to say there's not in the blockchain space, like what happened with FTX and Celsius. Yeah. Um, but the underlying technology doesn't, doesn't um, go that direction. It actually enhances sovereignty if, it, if it's used uh, correctly. Yeah. And so that's what we're pushing for as a group. And I just kind of wanted to talk about the benefits of going towards um, a more sovereign uh, value system as individuals using Web3. Well, here's the benefits on that part, right? I think it's 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 easy to say for, I mean, there's going to be, again, as you mentioned, there's people that freak out over it and they're like, oh shit, I'm fully responsible for this part, right? But at the same time though. It's like it, grow it's, up. It, exactly, right? Yeah. For me. <laughs> You know, as how corrupt the space is already with like institutional, right? Like not, I'm not talking about blockchain in general, but I'm talking about like the overall, like just the institutions, right? Like you, you are fully are responsible for, you know, keeping track of your funds, right? And that is the beauty of it is that you have something where you can keep in track where there's no middleman that's really looking at whatever that you currently have in your cold wallet, right? Like you have everything that's fully sustained. It's all there. You are keeping in track. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people out or there's a very few people out there. That's like, damn, I have to really do this manually and like do this one by one. Screw you, dude. I mean, the, the whole purpose over here is that you don't have a person that's over looking at what you are doing, right? Like this is all on you, which is the beauty of it all. That is the definition of blockchain really. That like, again, um, even though, right, again, we're circling back to FTX a few times over here with this whole craze and everything like that, right? But the beauty of it now is that people are now starting to understand that, hey, there are too many exchanges, 
out there where they play a pretty big role into centralization, right? There's it's, it's very centralized, of course. And when people like, let's say for people that try to invest in Bitcoin, right? They put whatever type of money into whatever Bitcoin that they purchase and whatever exchange. The unfortunate side of those things is that you are not like an, you don't full, have full ownership of that Bitcoin, right? Like there, there's people watching of what you are spending in the Bitcoin, right? And there's a saying out there, uh, not your keys, not your crypto. So it's like, you always have to have some type of ledger or a cold wallet, right? Yeah, sure. People out there, as you mentioned a couple of times, you know, people say it's a pain in the ass to enter this manually, but hey, you would rather want to do that and not, you know, not have a huge risk into losing your money versus into putting your money into a central exchange. Right. I mean, look at the decay of this, of the, of the current financial system and the recession we're entering into. Um, and then look at just like a classic example, like what happened in Venezuela, like a few mm. years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Now imagine if you were able to just have your 12 keys, you know, 12 key, a uh, word key phrase and leave the country and have access to your money anywhere. Instead of like what, having to grab dollars, having to grab gold and like yeah. take it across the border, like in your pockets, like, like you're robbing a pirate ship or something, you know, um, it's great. And you can get robbed. You can't get robbed if you can memorize your 12 word key phrase. Yeah. A hundred percent. So there, there's an aspect of security. There's an aspect of being able to exit with your money. Mm -hmm. um, there's an aspect of if you have somebody else that also uh, holds your same token like Bitcoin in another country, you'll always be able to trade it. A hundred percent. those and people, right? Yeah. There's a, uh, I don't know if you know this person named Jack Mallers. He's a, uh, uh, he founded a company called Strike, and he was like one of the first people to make the deal with uh, El Salvador. And it's really interesting because even like times right now where Bitcoin goes into a complete shit, right? Like Bitcoin just goes down, but he's always providing the benefits of like, hey, here is what Bitcoin truly is, right? It's its actual like, yeah, sure, it's the mother of all cryptos, but at the same time, though, it's the one coin where it's fully, fully, fully decentralized, where there's nobody that's managing Bitcoin, right? Like all these other tokens that are out there. Um, Luna, like for example, right? The one token that went right. into a complete crash. That was unfortunate. I was a big investor into Luna, right? Not only with the stable coin, but I really believed in the founder and it really sucked to see where that token went into right now, right? And so again, for me to see with Bitcoin, to see where it's at, I think even now, people are starting to understand much, much more where the true decentralization comes into is Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin yeah. is the only coin that nobody can look into. And it's, you know, it provides so much benefits on top of that too, because again, you know, not only that you have platforms or anything like that, right, to exchange tokens to somebody else, but man, you know, talking about the value into the token, if I was going to be going into a different country, right, and if I was going to be sending out money to anybody else in whatever part of the world that they're in, you know, they will have that automatically without like any type of person that's looking into whatever type of transaction, right? With the Bitcoin that I sent over to that person. So it's, it's truly, it's, a, it's truly a beautiful thing, right? Even yeah. though people look at it as like, oh man, but Bitcoin's not doing hot right now, man. I don't look at Bitcoin as a capital gain type crap. Really? I don't. I look at right. it for the future. Yeah, exactly. To me, it's on par with the revolutionary technologies like the internet itself and like the printing press or mm -hmm. the plow 
you know um it's it's up there with those um one of the best comparisons of i've heard of between web 2 and web 3 is that web 2 is basically like a feudal system yeah. where you have the kings who own all the land they own all of the data and the peasants will produce data for them and do things for them but they don't actually own it so they don't get paid for it yeah. um and then so you have no sovereignty of payment you have no sovereignty over your own data you have no sovereignty over your own identity except for on twitter you get a blue check mark or something you know on some of these platforms you get like verified which then just turns into a system of knights and or samurai that you know who have who have earned the verification arbitrarily <laughs> to whatever you know metrics that, that there are um yeah. which i think elon's changing that on twitter at least right, right now but uh we, and what blockchain and NFTs and the crypto do is they kind of bring democracy and private property rights to the digital world. Yeah. So again, with the sovereignty aspect to it, um, and a part of that that I, I think I've noticed as well is that with with fiat or um, with with the world the way it's set up now and politically and, and institutionally, everybody just kind of thinks short term, uh, five year cycles. Businesses also do quarterly reports. They think, you know, in quarters, uh, politicians think in four or five year cycles, uh, mm-hmm. money's going down, recessions are hitting more often, you know, coming back again. And it's, and what Bitcoin and blockchain allows you to do is to think long term. So it changes your time right. horizon. It also changes your sense of control over your future. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in a huge transitionary period that we are in now with everything kind of going to shit, financially speaking, yeah. um, and people feel like they have no control. Um, and I kind of, can you speak to that feeling that it, it gives people? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a lengthy question right there. I'll try to really give it, you know, give it its full power over here on this, on this answer. Yeah. I think, you know, with everything that's going on, I, Oh, hold on. I, I I think I might need you to repeat that question one more time to really simplify it so I can really get the best out of the best answer here. Sure. I'm going to bite size it. So <laughs> the idea is that the whole, just the structure of what Bitcoin and blockchain technology in general can do yeah. along with NFTs is it can create people, it can allow people to look long-term yeah. into their investments because their wealth is theirs. It, not, it doesn't have third parties doing things right they can yeah. keep them safe um and they also have their own sovereignty so they feel like they have more control over their lives yeah um and that kind of people right now people feel so out of control and helpless in lots I, of ways okay so like i said i'll try to answer this one the best that i can that's why i was like okay maybe you could have to repeat the question so i can get it down but i'm gonna try to answer this as best as i could over here because you know even though as i mentioned it's still so new. The technology is so new that I get a lot of people have a lot of, uh, you know, they're, they're freaked out in terms of what is happening in the space right now, right? With everything that's happening, especially this year, I think the best way into really explaining this whole thing to somebody that's, you know, kind of freaked out into this whole, you know, eras of right now is that, you know, well, first of all, I'll never tell somebody to keep on holding. That's number one. Right. Because I've heard that from a few people they are like, oh, Bitcoin's going down. Don't worry. Just keep on holding. And that was actually buy the dip. <laughs> yeah, buy, buy, keep on buying the dip. Right. And that's like such. And to me, really, personally, it really pisses me off to hear that. Right. I'm like, OK, I've been hearing this for, for a while now. There's really no like answer to this. Right. There are people that give 
their own insights into this part, which I highly appreciate that type of crowd. But man, the more people that I hear, like keep on buying the dip really truly pisses me off. But, you know, the best way into, you know, knowing about this, right, even though the market's going down like crazy, and this is why it's really important to invest in a ledger. Really, it is like I, I use ledger, right, as a, as a cold wallet, exactly what we were talking about, because, again, it gives me like full, like sustain and calm where like my crypto is safe, right? Like, sure, the market is plumbing like crazy right now. But again, I know my crypto is in this wallet safe and sound, right? Again, that is the whole purpose over here. I will never ever leave my money into an exchange ever again. I don't give a shit if it's decentralized. I don't give a shit if it's centralized, right? I know that I am not managing those funds from me, right? Somebody else is managing those funds, right? And I think that's kind of the whole unfortunate side now that we're all experiencing is that you see exchanges out there where they consider themselves as decentralized, but really they aren't decentralized, right? Like it's still centralized somehow. Regulations are picking up heavy right now, right? And it's challenging. It is really tough. So like the best way for me to feel, you know, calm and knowing that my assets are safe is really by putting everything into a cold wallet. I think you're, you might have a better answer on this part. I definitely want to get your take on this part as well. But, you know, for me, really like knowing that I have full in control of my crypto is having a cold wallet. So I'm going to plug up Ledger, even though they're not sponsoring this podcast. But <laughs> I totally have Ledger as well. Yeah, I, they know they're not sponsoring this. Um, but I ha- it's it's definitely the most trustworthy cold wall that I have found. Um, yeah. 100%. Um, I, I, was com- I was trying to come at it from an angle of, you know, it gives me a sense of control. And if you when you see mm-hmm. uh, fiat, your currency being diluted in front of you as they do lockdowns and then they keep printing out more money, or you see the financial global system just kind of slowly collapsing and going to recession, like inflation at high rates. You can't afford groceries anymore. A lot of people, gas is going up. Um, it's just kind of getting worse and you kind of lose all sense of control over your life. And then yeah. rates of anxiety go up. People's rates of depression go up. Yeah. And we're already seeing that with the effects of social media um, on a lot of uh, younger people. But now just the, the condition of the world is in general. And so if you don't, if your money's in a bank and you, and your do, the, do, the dollar or whatever currency you're using, euro, pound, um, you know, dinar, whatever it might be, just goes, so now you're just, it's and inflation goes like, you know, skyrocketing and you're like, well, I, I can't buy what I used to. Yeah. Why am I now spending $150 for $50 worth of groceries? Yeah. Um, for example. So I just wanted to come and speak like it's, for me, it gives me a sense of calm that I know I have control over it. It lessens anxiety. It lessens my worries about the future, um, even though we're going through more of a tumultuous time. A hundred percent. And again, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because again, like we are in tough times now. Yeah. Where people are freaking out in terms of what's going on in the future. Right. I mean, you're like number one, right. Cause for me, I could speak on behalf of this because as a person that works at Bondex, you know, we are a talent professional network and this is what we look into every single day, right? We see companies out there that are doing a lot of layoffs with their employees and we see a lot of, you know, um, uh, products out there that are going up in price, right? But again, like if somebody is in there or that somebody that's there in the crypto world, for example, right? And let's say that you're just getting started. I, to me personally, like to make yourself feel more at ease 
right? I always tell people to get a cold wallet in between these things because really like these things help out a lot long-term. And again, you know, we are going through shit times. There's a bunch of layoffs, but again, what's really exciting right now. And I think, cause again, we are in the web three space, right? And, you know, and I know I'm kind of going back and forth with this, with this question over here and what I'm, what I'm talking about, but you know, this is something I'm so passionate in doing, and this is what I love to do all the time. And one thing that we should all like, uh, come into realization is that, you know, like this is only the beginning, right. In terms of like the technology that we're in and yeah, again, shit times right now, but man, things are going to be going back up in the full speed and the next few months, maybe the next year, maybe a couple of years. Right. I just tell people just to wait and see, because really there's a lot of hope. You had meta, right. Facebook, for example, when Facebook became a thing, people are like, what the hell is Facebook? Right. We already have MySpace. Why the hell do I want to go into this uh, new social media platform. Like what the hell is this going to do for me? And next thing you know, they raised a shit ton of money, had a bunch of openings. And next thing you know, they became meta, right? Like a whole different type of product, right? Not Facebook anymore, but only focusing on creating a metaverse and that type of space. Now imagine where that's going to be going to in the near future and how many jobs are going to be opening up in the web three space, right? More of a, uh, of a digital standpoint here. So I think that didn't really answer your question. I think this is more like giving some thought into it, right? Kind of spearheading a bit. And yeah, yeah you know, again, like there's people should be more like, I think this is like the best time to be ex excited. Yeah. I also think like if you, if you watch the space too, there's a lot of people making these kind of bridges right now. Um, I think you mentioned earlier NFTs going into real estate um, or actually like physical assets, uh, yeah. such as they, I think they, I remember them tokenizing a Picasso painting. Uh, back in the day. So it's a lot of people are making these bridges with using these uh, blockchain tools onto the physical world. Yes. And when you do that, you actually are backed by physical assets or by something that's real and tangible. And yes. I think that that will put a lot of people at ease more and more too, because uh, I think who, who said it, was it uh, Andreessen who said software is eating the world? Yes. Um, so, you know, and he's right. But, and so we do need to make these bridges from the digital world to the physical world. And these tools are the best ways to do it rather than just using your normal uh, cloud software, using blockchain software and tools um, will be the way forward and how to bridge that gap. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you. Well, we already had like a really good conversation in terms of what's going on in the space right now. I love those questions that you asked me because seriously, um, you know, because that's like what I feed into, especially like in my role, like, you know, as a VP of marketing at Bondex, what I have to be doing with like, you know, with my internal team, with the community and plus StarMax Capital, kind of like doing the due diligence side of things with like other clients as well, including Oya. And right, like that's, that's, that's what I really love in this space. And, you know, and yeah, we'll, we'll keep the conversation going because I'll, I'll bring up the mental health stuff in this, in this as well. Um, you know, because, you know, for myself, uh, yeah, you know, mental health does like come, it, it, it comes into a big play, right? With everything that's going on in the space, right? And again, what I always would always want to tell people is that, you know, we lived through, there's going to be tough times, no matter what, whether that's going to be a recession, whether that's going to be a, um, whether it's going to be like losing a job, right? Like being unemployed for a little bit, right? Things always pick back up, if not stronger than it, than it did before. And to me personally, right, I've been through hell and back, right? I've been through some things where I'm like, damn, 
I don't think I'm going to find myself a job after this because yeah, when I was working for a startup company, it completely failed. I was like, okay, what do I do after this? And then another opportunity came up in the startup world. I was like, okay, great. Let me see if I can put any type of leverage and power into this side of the company, which again, it, it always, it, it did. And from that, I was able to learn different types of experiences from the things that I have done previously and really took things into a grain of salt. And what's really important is like, you know, there's so much more that's out there in the space that's going to be opening up in the near future, right? Again, tough times now, but things are going to be a lot better than the next couple of months. Or I wouldn't say a couple of months, let's say a couple of years, realistically, really a couple, couple of years. So to me, it's it's super exciting, right? I, and again, people might call me crazy for saying this, right? When I say things are super exciting right now, right? People are like, damn, but FTX, Celsius, crypto, market, I'm losing sure. money, right? Sure. <laughs> for me, I'm like, yeah, you know, shit, I lost a lot of money too in the crypto space as well. And I have to tell myself like, okay, it, it is how the game works, but you have to play it smart as well, right? That's why it's really important to really do as much due diligence as you can before you invest in anything into the crypto world. And on top of that, just keep on educating yourself, right? We have these great channels, right? We have YouTube and, and, and everything is all there in terms of how to be uh, a, a better, uh, not, I wouldn't say an investor, but a better like saver when it comes to, you know, with your money, right? And I'm not talking about like in the crypto world, but it, it, times right now, how to really ease yourself in this, in this, in this era. How can you be better, right? And so I just take those things with a grain of salt and just move forward with it day by day. And I know things will just keep on getting better over time. Yeah. You need to imagine yourself when you're 70 years old and think, oh, what kind of, what do I need to get to where I want to be when I'm that old? Mm -hmm. And am I on that track to get to how I imagine my life to be when I'm there? And the great thing about blockchain is it allows you to imagine long-term. That is probably one of the best things I've ever heard in any podcast or just anything that, you know, that should be a quote. That should be a quote on your part. That is so good. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. No, but I have I heavily agree with you though, man.